Midlife is the best season of our lives. But often many of us lack fulfillment in some area of our midlife. It doesn't have to be that way. This podcast is a resource for midlifers to discover ways to find fulfillment in whatever area of life you need it. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Join me on the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast, a journey to make midlife the most fulfilling season of your life. Hello, my midlife friend. This is Bernie Borges, your host of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast, and this is episode 77, a takeaway episode for my conversation with Jamie Turner on episode 76. As I'm sure you know by now, my takeaway episodes are shorter than the guest episodes, and they drop on Wednesday mornings. Each one pertains to the guest interview on the previous episode. And also, as a reminder, This is no replacement for the entire conversation that I had with Jamie Turner, so I encourage you to listen to that on episode 76. Jamie spoke of the key lessons that he's learned in his career and that he consults on to guide leaders to be more effective leaders. In summary, the key principles that Jamie discussed are be self-aware of who you are and what motivates you so that you can channel that in your leadership role. Number two, work on your mindset first and skill set second. Develop habits to remain positive to inspire those around you and find ways to reduce stress, such as meditation. Number three, be authentic. Your team wants you to be real. Own your mistakes, share your lessons learned, but they don't want you to be overly transparent by sharing too many personal details that can cause people to feel uncomfortable. Number four, have purpose and meaning. Ask your team, what do they want to achieve in life? And then offer to help them achieve it. Number five, and finally, the unspoken rules of leadership. They're things that often aren't discussed in the workplace, but they're very real. Jamie gave one example in our conversation on episode 76 that revealed some pretty blunt feedback that he provided to someone who gave him permission to offer such feedback. Jamie said that he's working on a book on this topic at the time of this recording. Now, the context of our discussion was leadership in a corporate role. In this takeaway episode, I want to expand your thinking in two areas on this topic. Leadership in your own business, if you're a business owner, and leadership in your personal life. First, if you're a business owner, and don't tune out on this if you're not, one of the most common challenges that you can face is the temptation to want to do everything yourself. Worse yet is when you hire people to do specific jobs and no one in your eyes meets your standards. As the business owner, it's easy to believe that no one can do any aspect of your business better than you can. Admittedly, this applies more to small businesses. So if you started your business 20 years ago and you employ a thousand people or more, this is less true. But if you employ less than 100 people, it's possible to feel like no one can do any job in your business better than you. This is a dangerous situation. 
Jamie's point about being self-aware is critical if you're dealing with this. If you feel that no one can meet up to your standard, chances are everyone or most around you know that about you. And let me tell you, they resent that about you. I've experienced this firsthand where the owner slash CEO of a small company where I had a leadership role felt that everyone on the team was inferior to them from a skill set standpoint. Ironically, this CEO showed a lot of compassion for people in other ways. But when it came to job performance, there was not one person in the company that measured up to the standards of this CEO. Simply stated, the CEO believed that their skills were superior to everyone else in the company. Now, the truth was that this CEO is a savant in terms of intellect and overall skills. On more than one occasion, I spoke candidly with the CEO, informing this individual that the mere mortals on the staff were in fact capable of doing their jobs adequately. The operative word is adequately. While the CEO understood my point, it was difficult for this individual in their mind to lower the standards below what the CEO considered to be quote-unquote adequate. Let me tell you, This is an exasperating situation. In fact, it's demoralizing. Now, if I've just described you, I'm here to tell you that your staff resents this about you. Sorry for being blunt, but I speak the truth. And I speak from firsthand experience as I've just shared. So, be self-aware. Go ahead and fire legitimate non-performers and empower your team by displaying your confidence in them, even if the performance isn't perfect, but it gets the job done. You know, Simon Sinek says that a leader's job is to get people to follow him or her. It's not the leader's job to show their team how they can do their job better than the staff. If you're a business owner in a larger company, Consider where this might be playing out within your leadership team who might be either family or tenured employees that have been with the company since the early days. It could be happening without you even knowing about it. Now I'll turn to leadership in a personal setting. First, all the same principles apply. Start with self-awareness. Where are you in your life relative to the people in your immediate situation, notably your immediate family or close friends? To give this some context for this takeaway episode, I'm going to share a personal approach that I take. I have a 32-year-old daughter and a 27-year-old son. Both of them are knowledge workers in a corporate setting. On the occasion where we discuss situations in their workplace, I usually don't offer my advice. Now, to be honest, I have done that in the past, and it didn't go very well with them. It came across cavalier, like I think I know it all. I think they felt that I was talking down to them, maybe even lecturing to them. And that certainly wasn't my intent, but that's how they felt, and I can't argue with that. Well, I learned my lesson. Now, if a work situation comes up in conversation, I reflect on my experience, and I share some details from my experience and I draw some correlation to their situation. Even if my experience was many years ago, which has the potential to be considered out of date, 
I make a point of acknowledging that and I look for the opportunity to say how I might have handled it differently now that I have the benefit of hindsight and more experience and dare I say, more wisdom. This approach allows me to offer my advice without literally offering my advice. What I've done is shared a personal experience and suggested how I would handle it differently today, knowing what I know now. This approach allows us to have an adult conversation about it without them feeling like I'm lecturing or talking down to them. Now, if I don't have a personal experience to refer to, I'll think of resources to suggest like a video or a podcast or a blog or a book or an expert's website that I can refer them to. By doing this, I'm not positioning myself as an authority figure, but I'm a resource by pointing them somewhere to get some insights that might be helpful to them. The point I'm making is that most of the leadership principles that Jamie shared on episode 76 apply to us in the workplace as well as within our personal lives. The concepts of self-awareness and mindset over skill set speak volumes to me when dealing with personal situations where you're in a leadership role, such as the example that I shared with you about my two adult children. So my midlife friend, my challenge to you is this. Grade yourself on self-awareness. This is a private exercise. I mean, I'm not suggesting that you share it, although if you want to share it with someone, that's up to you. But on a scale of one to 10, with one being, I am not in touch with who I am, I don't know my current values or what motivates me, and 10 being, I'm extremely in touch with who I am and I'm living my values in all areas of my life and I know how to channel this in my leadership roles in the workplace and in my personal life. I did this, and as a result, I know where I am and what I need to work on. And I hope that you have a similar experience with this exercise. My midlife friend, if you're enjoying the Midlife Fulfill podcast, please leave a voice message for me and tell me what you get out of this podcast. You have no idea how meaningful it is for me to hear from you, literally hear from you. Tell me anything you want to tell me. I will assure you that I am the only one who listens to your voice message. And unless you specifically and proactively suggest and give me permission to play a part of your message on a future podcast episode, your message will be private. Just you leaving a voice message for me. Will you do that for me? Will you leave a voice message for me? Just scroll down to the show notes page. Tap the link Leave a voice message for Bernie. It's that easy. Hey, I look forward to hearing from you, literally. My midlife friend, this brings me to the end of this Bernie's Takeaway episode. Remember, this episode is no substitute for the full conversation that I had with Jamie Turner on episode 76. So go back and give that a full listen to catch all of his amazing wisdom on this topic of leadership, if you haven't already. My midlife friend, this is where I remind you before ending this episode that if you're 80% fulfilled, you're doing great. I'll see you on episode 78.